morning, and uh, it's you know when the sun that sun starts to set, you just wanna you just wanna settle in, and um, you just wanna settle in, you know get a get a good uh, get a good Hallmark movie going. Maybe not. I don't know any good Hallmark movies. That's a joke. It's a really bad joke. Uh, <laughs> you want to get in your, uh, you want to get all cuddled up on the couch and and just settle in because it's going to be a cold night. And so I'm I'm so thankful that you have decided instead of doing that uh, as early as maybe you wanted to, you decided to to gather again with your church family. And um, uh, I'm going to speak uh, briefly tonight about. Um, uh, the glow up challenge. Some of you might remember a few years ago, uh, we did something, or we didn't do something, but there was a a, a a a a trend that went across social media, and it was called the glow up challenge. And so, what you would do is you would take a picture from like uh, 10, 15, 20 years ago, and you would post that picture with a current picture, and it would you would say hashtag glow up challenge and a lot of times you know somebody would have like a dorkiest picture from when they were like uh 12 or 13 or 14 or 15 no offense you guys you guys are very stylish i really appreciate you but when i was your age i wasn't as stylish uh one thing that i was really afraid of when i was a young teenager was shampoo and um deathly afraid deathly afraid a lot of chemicals in there that you can't pronounce you know what i'm saying and so i just that's what happened to all of his hair. That's right. My hair migrated. Uh, no, listen. Um, <laughs> so I was, I was really worried about that shampoo stuff. Some of you guys remember. And so I remember when, when I, I was like, oh, I'm going to win. I'm going to win the glow up challenge because uh, I, I, could, I could post a picture of me when I was like really awkward stuff. And then I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to make the best swag pose. And I was like, and all the comments are like, dude, you really are glowing now because you're so shiny. And I'm like, man, forget you. So, so that's what happened. That's how that backfired. But I want to talk about the, 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 thing was, the, the thing is when you grow, you change, right? When you grow up, you change. A lot of times people used to say to me yesterday, they would say, man, you need to grow up. Uh, sometimes I'll do something at home and I'll think, man, and I'll be thinking, y'all. And that's a problem when, when I get to really thinking, dangerous, okay, danger zone. If you ever see me staring off into nothing, Jason, and you think that I'm thinking, be like, bro, are you thinking about something? And if I say yes, just stop me right there because danger, all right? And, I, and I'll have like a really good prank or joke ready, and I'll spring it on Brittany, and she won't laugh, and she'll be like, you know what? You need to grow up, all right? And I'm like, I am. But when you grow, when you, get, when you grow up, you change, okay? And that's what glow up, the glow up challenge was all about. It was all about seeing how much you had changed. And how many of you know that God wants you to continuously be growing, amen? I've never found a place in Scripture where God said, um, now sure, God put people in waiting seasons, and that's great, but don't waste your weight, come on, somebody. You can grow even in a waiting season, and we're actually going to talk about that here in a second. But I've never seen in Scripture where God... Uh, said to someone, hey, I don't want you to grow spiritually or personally. Okay, I don't want you to grow. I want you to just be stagnant and just sit where you're at and just sit there and rot. God doesn't say that to people because God is a grower. Amen? God grows things. We talk about this all the time. God gave life to this universe, okay? God is a life-giving God. Amen? 
So let's look at uh, Exodus 2, uh, verse 11. It says, uh, many years later, Moses, uh, oh, hold on, I skipped a part. We all know the story of Moses. He goes, he gets put in a basket. Um, he, go, he goes down the river, he gets picked up. Okay, so we're going to skip all that. So many years later, Moses went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews. He left the palace. He left all the eye makeup that the pharaohs got to wear. And he went out and to visit his own people, the Hebrews. And he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews after looking in all directions to make sure that no one was watching. Have you ever done that? Like after you ran into something? Who saw that? The surveillance camera. That's who. Listen, he looked around to see if anyone was watching and he killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. The next day when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your friend? Moses said to the one who had started the fight. The man, re- the, the man replied, and this is dirty. He said, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me like you killed the other guy? And Moses is like, how do you know about that? Did you see that? Let me tell you something. People see things, all right? So, like, especially if you're following Jesus, just don't. Just don't do crazy stuff, okay? Don't be out there cussing people and acting a fool because somebody's watching you, especially little, especially little eyes and little ears are watching and listening. And so he says, are you going to kill me as you killed the Egypt, that Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid, thinking everyone knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened. And he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. So it begins 40 years, okay? 40 years in the desert, 40 years of hard work, 40 years of becoming a different person, 40 years of growing up. Um, we, uh, we watched a movie uh, and it's the greatest animated film of all time. It's called The Prince of Egypt. And when we watched that movie, my daughter was watching it with me the first time we watched it together. And she starts asking me all these questions. And, like, my head just goes, Psh, because I'm thinking, dude, she thinks I'm, like, the greatest Old Testament scholar of all time. Like, she, she thinks I'm like, she thinks I'm the best. And so I'm sitting here, and she's like, Daddy, why are they putting that kid in a basket? Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And I've got all these answers, and I'm just like, yes, yes. And so I just felt really great. And so uh, Daddy, where's all this stuff? She's asking me all this. Um, <clears throat> one thing they do in that movie, though, is they portray Moses Prince Moses is a wild and careless young man. He's like, a, he's like a stallion out there, man. He's just going bonkers, irresponsible. Then he runs away. And the cool thing in this movie, one of the cool things, is he runs away. And then when he returns, he's a grown man. He runs away as a crazy, irresponsible kid, basically, that's doing all this stuff without any care for what anybody thinks or says or does. When he runs away, he spends time out waiting. When he comes back, he's grown up. He's a grown man 
with purpose. Imagine if Moses hadn't have had that time. Imagine if Moses hadn't had not have had that time set apart to grow. Could you imagine Prince Moses wakes up one day and says, you know what? I don't like the way that, the is, that, that my people, that the Hebrew people are being treated. And so we're just going to bust up out of here. There would have been bloodshed. There would have been crazy things. And it probably wouldn't have worked. And let me tell you something, guys. Whenever we try to get ahead of God, and, you know, we talked this morning about being a dreamer, having big dreams, and I'm still on that. I want you to have the biggest dreams. I want you to have dreams that are God-sized dreams, things that you want God to do in your life and your family's life. But don't you get ahead of him, okay? Don't you get ahead of him. You've got to, you've got to have faith, okay? And there's purpose for weight. Weight has purpose, all right? Not weight like you ate too, many, too much pudding. Weight has purpose. But weight like you're waiting on God purpose, all right? Some of y'all were struggling right there. I heard, I heard you in your little mind. So, <laughs> uh, listen, God knew what he was doing. Moses had to spend 40 years growing up. Growing up to be prepared to lead his people out of slavery. A lot of times, um, we, we hear a good sermon or we watch an inspiring video or something, and, and we just get really hyped up, and we say, man, I want to go do these things, and I want to go just pursue a call, um, and, and, it's, and we try to jump, and this is what I'm talking about, getting ahead of God. We try to get ahead of God. We don't, we don't need to do that. Um, I found a journal that I had kept when I was in master's commission. And if you don't know what master's commission is, it's an internship program um, that is it's not really popular anymore, but for a while it was, uh, it was super popular. Everybody wanted to go to master's commission because they would, they would go and they would do these, um, they would do rallies in schools and they would do really hilarious skits and they would go on missions trips and do all this service. And so they came here a few years in a row and uh, they served at this church and, and they did rallies at all the schools around. And I got to be part of that. And I said, man, I want to go to master's. I just love the idea of master's commission. And so... So I went, but one of the things you had to do in master's commission was you had to keep a journal, all right? Does anybody keep a journal? Like, thank you. <laughs> and so um, it's hard because, you, th you, you know, it's like the end of the day, you're tired, and you want to just, like, chill out. But if you can write down, especially like a prayer in like a devotional journal, you're, you're, what, what am I praying about? What is God doing? What does God have on my heart? If you can write those things down, that is great. And that is a great tool for you in the future and a tool for people that come behind you if you feel led for them to use that tool. Um, but I didn't get it when I was in master's. I didn't want to keep a journal. But let me tell you what they did. I didn't know they were going to do this. And so... They check your journal. They check your journal. I thought that was illegal. I thought it was illegal to read somebody's journal. And so they, they give you this journal, and you got to write in it. And I didn't write in it. I, I didn't have a, oh, boy, this is embarrassing. Um, I didn't have a lot to say. And so I drew in it. I was 19 years old. And so... I got my journal, and I, I wrote a few pages, but then I was like, I just started drawing in there, and I just was drawing pictures, and um, 
Oh, man, this is embarrassing. And so one page, and I'll show you this if I can find it still. Um, one page in my journal, I was writing about the, the other Master's Commission students. And I hope none of them listen to this. But I said, they look like this. And then I drew pictures, and it was the worst. <laughs> it was the absolute worst, Monica. The absolute worst. And so I'm like, you know what? Nobody's ever going to see this, right? Nobody's ever going to look at this. And so at the end of, like, the second week, um, at the end of, like, the second week of Master's Commission, they're like, all right, well, we need your journals. And I'm like, what you need that for? We need your journals because we're just going to check and make sure you've been writing in them. And I was like, like, oh, no, I need to rip all these pages out. But then I'll get in trouble because I haven't been writing. And so I was like, I handed in my journal. And they're supposed to just, like, flip through the pages really fast so they're not reading. But, you know, they're at least seeing that you're writing in there. So the girl gets my journal, and she just starts flipping through there, just making sure that I'm writing. And I'm like, maybe she won't notice. Maybe she won't notice. And she goes. And I was like, hi. I'm an adult. And so, y'all, it was so immature. But, I, but other than that stupid thing, some of the content of that journal, there were things that I was struggling with, that I was mad about, that I was frustrated with. And reading that now, I just say, man, and this is, this is like 13 years ago. This is 13, 14 years ago. Reading that now, I'm like, man, this is, a, this is really a boy struggling with some things. And God has done a, a work in my life growing me up past that angst and emotion that I was feeling there. And so we've got to let God do that in us. We've got to let God do that uh, for us, really. And here's the thing. We talk about being a, a full-grown disciple, going and doing things, being in ministry, being used for the kingdom. We've got to act like it, okay? We can't be drawing pictures in our stuff, right? And so um, we serve not only God, but people. We work to build others up. We work to build others up. Come on. I think that this church does a great job with that. And that's something that um, we had friends in the community church network that really taught us when they, when they came here all those years ago how to build people up. And there's something that's so good about that. There's so, something so good about when you begin to build someone up. And let me tell you something, they're, they're hurting people out there that come to you because they know that you know Jesus. And what did Jesus do as a vocation? Come on, somebody. Carpenter. Come on. I want to be a builder like that. Obviously, I'm not a carpenter. Obviously. But I can build someone up. Not superficially, but saying, hey, man, hey, you know, young guy, young girl, whatever, whoever, Hey, God loves you. Hey, I love you too. Build someone up. Listen, and live righteously. Uh, Psalm 92 says that the righteous flourish. So we want to grow. We want to glow up, right? We don't want to be the way that we always were. We want God to grow us, cause us to flourish. And so I think that what we have to do is look for improvement, look for places that we can measure. 
um, and take stock of ourselves. That's something that, that I think is really important when we pray at the end of services and when we have altar. It's a great time for you to stop because pastor's not done quite yet. He's not, he hasn't done the, the dismissal prayer just yet, so you can't like get out and run out the back door. So stop for just a minute and listen. Say, God, what can you speak to my heart right now? How's my attitude? How's my temper? How's my giving? How's my worship? How's my love for others? Am I exhibiting fruit and gifts of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Am I doing these things? I think we need to every day be looking at that. God, am I doing these things? Because maybe if we're not, maybe we've got some growing to do. Amen? And I think once we realize, hey, God's got us, it's okay. It's okay if we realize, hey, my temper has been a little out of control lately. And so you know what? God, grow me a little bit in that. That's important, and that's trusting. Amen? That's trusting. We don't need to hide those things. If we have a failure, we say, man, I really, felt like, I really feel like I didn't, I didn't do great this week in my walk with Jesus. Guess what? Maybe you need to talk to him about that. And that's trust. Come on. Paul said, and I'm going to begin to close. Paul said when he was a child, he spoke as a child. But when God grows you up, you walk and talk like a full-grown promise. Because God's got promises that live through you. And God calls you to be a light. To be a light in a dark world. To speak truth when we're surrounded by lies, that is probably the most frustrating thing in modern, uh, our modern world is, is there's so much misinformation floating around out there. There's so much false stuff. So what do we do, church? Cling to the truth. And the truth is Jesus. Amen. God, make my life a living testimony to your power. Make me a version of the grow up, glow up challenge so that people who knew me as someone who struggled meet me as someone who has grown up in you and see you through that and know that you are real, God, and that you are powerful. That's our prayer tonight. Would you stand with me? As we just think about those things, is there something that I may be a little bit spiritually immature in? And maybe I need to grow up, in, grow up a little bit. Get a little bit closer to Jesus on something. Maybe it's my temper. Maybe it's my, my time that, I'm spent, that I spend in devotion and reading the word. Maybe it's time that I spend in prayer. Listen, we want to be looking at those things because we want to grow, especially as we begin a new year, as we talk about 2022. We want to grow this year. Come on, that's important. God's a, a growing God. He's a life-giving God. Amen. Let's pray together. God, I just pray right now that you uh, grow us as people, grow us as followers uh, of you, Jesus. I pray right now, God, that you, uh, through the Holy Spirit, point out things, God, that, that we might need to work on, things that are in our heart maybe that we need to give to you a little better, uh, maybe places that we need to become a little bit more closer to you, Jesus. I just ask that you point those things out to us, God.
And as you point those things out to us, that we know that we uh, have the ability to get to you, Jesus, that you're not far away, that you're right there. And all we've got to do is just lean in, lean in closer to you. I'm so thankful for this group of people, God, and I just pray that you continue to grow them as the year, uh, as we move into this new year, God. I pray that you continue to grow them, uh, God, spiritually. Um, I, I just pray a blessing over each and every one of their households, God, their, uh, their, their uh, personalities. God, I just pray that you be with them. God, we're so excited to see what you've got. Uh, we're so excited to see what you've got for us this year, Jesus. We're so excited to see what you're going to do this year, the, the lives that you're going to impact, the lives that you're going to change. And we're expecting you. We're expecting your move. And we'll always do our best to grow closer to you. And we pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Community Church family, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for spending a little bit more time with your church family. We love you. We will be gathered up Wednesday night um, to, to have small groups. So please come and hang out, and we'll have a great time.